Chapter 11 of Notes on the Book of Genesis by Charles Henry Mackintosh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Chapter 11. This is a chapter of very deep interest to the spiritual mind. It records two great facts, namely, the building of Babel and the call of Abraham, or, in other words, man's effort to provide for himself and God's provision made known to faith, man's attempt to establish himself in the earth, and God's calling a man out of it to find his portion and his home in heaven. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city, and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The human heart ever seeks a name, a portion, and a centre in the earth. It knows nothing of aspirations after heaven, heaven's God or heaven's glory. Left to itself, it will ever find its objects in this lower world. It will ever build beneath the skies. It needs God's call, God's revelation, and God's power to lift the heart of man above this present world. For man is a groveling creature, alienated from heaven and allied to earth. In the scene now before us, there is no acknowledgement of God, no looking up to or waiting on Him, nor was it the thought of the human heart to set up a place in which God might dwell, to gather materials for the purpose of building a habitation for Him. Alas, no! His name is never once mentioned. To make a name for himself was man's object on the plain of Shinar, and such has been his object ever since. Whether we contemplate man on the plain of Shinar, or on the banks of the Tiber, we find him to be the same self-seeking, self-exalting, God-excluding creature throughout. There is a melancholy consistency in all his purposes, his principles, and his ways. He ever seeks to shut out God and exalt himself. Now in what light soever we view this Babel confederacy, it is most instructive to see in it the early display of man's genius and energies, regardless of God. In looking down along the stream of human history, we may easily perceive a marked tendency to confederacy or association. Man seeks for the most part to compass his great ends in this way. Whether it be in the way of philanthropy, religion, or politics, nothing can be done without an association of men regularly organized. It is well to see this principle, well to mark its incipient working, to see the earliest model which the page of inspiration affords of a human association, as exhibited on the plain of Shinar, in its design, its object, its attempt, its overthrow. If we look around us at the present moment, we see the whole scene filled with associations. To name them were useless, for they are as numerous as are the purposes of the human heart. But it is important to mark that the first of all these was the Shinar Association, for the establishment of the human interests and the exaltation of the human name, objects which may well be set in competition with any that engage in the attention of this enlightened and civilized age. But in the judgment of faith there is one grand defect, namely, God is shut out, 
and to attempt to exalt man without god is to exalt him to a dizzy height only that he may be dashed down into hopeless confusion and irretrievable ruin the christian should only know one association and that is the church of the living god incorporated by the holy ghost who came down from heaven as the witness of christ's glorification to baptize believers into one body and constitute them god's dwelling-place babylon is the very opposite of this in every particular and she becomes at the close as we know the habitation of devils see revelation eighteen and the lord said behold the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city such was the end of man's first association thus it will be to the end associate yourselves o ye people and ye shall be broken in pieces gird yourselves and ye shall be broken in pieces gird yourselves and ye shall be broken in pieces isaiah eight nine how different it is when god associates men in the second chapter of acts we see the blessed one coming down in infinite grace to meet man in the very circumstances in which his sin had set him the holy ghost enabled the messengers of grace to deliver their message in the very tongue wherein each was born precious proof this that god desired to reach man's heart with the sweet story of grace the law from the fiery mount was not thus promulgated when god was telling what ought to be he spoke in one tongue but when he was telling what he himself was he spoke in many grace broke through the barrier which man's pride and folly had caused to be erected in order that every man might hear and understand the glad tidings of salvation the wonderful works of god and to what end was this just to associate men on god's ground round god's centre and on god's principles it was to give them in reality one language one centre one object one hope one life it was to gather them in such a way as that they should never be scattered or confounded again to give them a name and a place which should endure for ever to build for them a tower and a city which should not only have their top reaching to heaven but their imperishable foundation laid in heaven by the omnipotent hand of god himself it was to gather them around the glorious person of a risen and highly exalted christ and unite them all in one grand design of magnifying and adoring him if my reader will turn to the seventh chapter of revelation he will find at the close thereof all nations and kindreds and people and tongues standing round the lamb and with one voice ascribing all praise to him thus the three scriptures may be read in most interesting and profitable connection in genesis eleven god gives various tongues as an expression of his judgment in acts too he gives various tongues as an expression of grace and in revelation seven we see all those tongues gathered round the lamb in glory how much better it is therefore to find our place in god's association than in man's the former ends in glory the latter in confusion 
the former is carried forward by the energy of the holy ghost the latter by the unhallowed energy of fallen man the former has for its object the exaltation of christ the latter has for its object the exaltation of man in some way or other finally i would say that all who sincerely desire to know the true character object and issue of human associations should read the opening verses of genesis 11 and on the other hand all who desire to know the excellency the beauty the power the enduring character of divine association should look at that holy living heavenly corporation which is called in the new testament the church of the living god the body of christ the bride of the lamb may the lord enable us to look at and apprehend all these things in the power of faith for only in this way can they profit our souls points of truth however interesting scriptural knowledge however profound and extensive biblical criticism however accurate and valuable may all leave the heart barren and the affections cold we want to find christ in the word and having found him to feed on him by faith this would impart freshness unction power vitality energy and intensity all of which we deeply stand in need of in this day of freezing formalism what is the value of a chilling orthodoxy without a living christ known in all his powerful personal attractions no doubt sound doctrine is immensely important every faithful servant of christ will feel himself imperatively called to hold fast the form of sound words but after all a living christ is the very soul and life the joints and marrow the sinews and arteries the essence and substance of sound doctrine may we by the power of the holy ghost see more beauty and preciousness in christ and thus be weaned from the spirit and principles of babylon we shall god willing consider the remainder of chapter 11 in the next section end of chapter 11